Hello, this is Pastor Patrick Hines, and I'm here in Cincinnati uh, helping uh, take care of my father, who's uh, not well and hasn't been for a long time. Um, with uh, He's got kidney dialysis. He does that three days a week. And so I've had to be here because my mother is in Alabama um, with her mom, who is 100, and uh, is um, in hospice and uh, extended family. My mom's sisters are, are heading to Alabama. Uh, they're all there now, from what my mom just told me, um, but they're thinking the end is coming. Uh, my, my grandmother, who's 100, is um, a Christian woman, is a believer, and is ready to go on to glory. Uh, but I wanted to talk about another nugget of gospel, gold. The Apostle Paul had such a passion for the gospel and for the freeness of God's grace, I think, because he had been so deceived before. Uh, this is a man who, in this passage in Philippians chapter 3, um, he talks about his former confidence, the things that he had done that he really thought were going to get him into heaven. And I, I think he was very comfortable uh, with the man that he once was until he came to see Christ, until he saw the holiness of God. And when you see the holiness of God... All of a sudden, everything that you thought was great about yourself becomes not great. In fact, sin. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 2, Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. Now, what's he talking about? It's a pretty, pretty um, stern Bible verse. Beware of dogs, evil workers, the mutilation. He's talking about anyone who would add any conditions, works, righteousness, anything like that, add that to faith in Christ as the means of being right with God. Says, so beware of people like that. They're dogs, they're evil workers, they're the mutilation, in that case, the people who said you need to believe in Jesus and receive ritual circumcision to be justified before God. He called them the mutilators, the, the, the people uh, that mutilate people's bodies, the mutilation. And then he says, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. You know, that's what a Christian is characterized by. Their confidence is not in the flesh, meaning in anything that they have done. We have no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in our works to save us. And then Paul says, though... I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I am more so. If you think you had a good resume, check this out. Check out what I used to think was going to get me into heaven. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So what's he talking about here? Everything that he thought was great about himself, all the things that he did, he was a good person. He thought he was a good person. Um, he was a Jew. He was of the stock of, of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, even knew which tribe he was, he was from. Um, he was a Pharisee. He persecuted the church. He was very zealous. I mean, this guy was no fence sitter. This guy was serious in his convictions. And concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. If you had gone through the commandments with him, have you ever stolen anything? No, no, no. Have you ever committed adultery? No, no, I haven't done that. Have you ever had an idol? No, nope, I haven't done that. 
he would, I, I was blameless. And then verse 7, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. When he saw Christ, when he saw the righteousness that God really requires, what he used to think was gain became loss. Everything he thought was good about himself, he realizes it's loss for the sake of Christ. Then he says in verse 8, Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Weigh that carefully in your mind. He says, what I used to think was gain, what I used to put in my credit column, I realize now was actually in the debit column, was working against me. Indeed, I think everything is loss in comparison to knowing Christ. And he says, I, I uh, count all things rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. But what does he mean by that? Be found in him. I want to be found in him, meaning at the last day, at the final judgment. You're either going to be in Adam or you're in Christ. He says, I want to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. But that righteousness, which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God, by faith. There's only one righteousness that's ever been achieved and performed by any human being in the entire history of the world. And that's the righteousness that was achieved and performed by Jesus Christ and by Jesus Christ alone. Becoming a Christian means you have no confidence for entering heaven in your flesh in your good works, not even the fruit that you bear as a Christian. You count all things loss, all things rubbish in comparison to the righteousness of Jesus Christ that is imputed to us and received by faith alone. Paul even says, he says, I, I, I regard all things as loss and regard them as dung that I may gain Christ. You see, becoming a Christian means you, you pronounce to be rubbish. Everything that you thought was going to get you into heaven, all the good things that you had done, your good intention. I'm a good person and I, I try to help people and be nice to you. You realize that's rubbish. When you think of the holiness of God, it's rubbish. He says, I regard all things as, as dung, as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him not be found in my sins but be found in him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law but the righteousness that comes from the outside of us that was achieved by someone else and then is attributed to us when we believe in him and trust in him that's why christians call him their savior he saves us because it's his righteousness that is received by God, the Father, as our own. His death on the cross is our death. His righteousness becomes our righteousness. 
and the life that we live seeking to glorify God and to, to obey his commandments, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. The life that we live trying to, to put to death more and more sin and to pursue holiness, that's our act of gratitude to God. That plays no role of any kind getting us into heaven. None. Paul says, I don't want to be found with a righteousness of my own, derived from my own law-keeping. He's talking about what's going to stand before the holy eyes of the holy God. And the only righteousness that's ever been achieved and performed by any human being that can withstand the holiness of God, that can meet the requirements and satisfy the requirements of the holiness of God, is that righteousness that was achieved and performed by Jesus Christ and by Jesus Christ alone. So being a Christian means you self-consciously reject confidence in anything wrought in you or done by you, and that you rest upon the finished work of the Lord Jesus and nothing else. Now, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing to think about. My, my grandmother, who's 100, 100 years old, she was born in uh, 1923. I think she's 100. You know, my father, who's, you know, frail, he's, he's, he's suffering and he's in decline, 81 years old. And think, think about the reality of death when you, you see, you know, people towards the end of their life. And what are you going to be trusting in if you're, if you don't suddenly, if you're, if you're not suddenly taken out of the world in an accident or, or a sudden very serious illness, what are you, what are you trusting in? Death and judgment, you can't escape them. You're going to die. Everybody dies. You can't escape judgment. You're going there whether you like it or not. God has seen everything you've ever done, thought, wished about, imagined. Everything you've done and no one saw. God sees it all. He sees everything. Please repent of your sins. Trust in the finished work of Christ. Have no confidence in your flesh. I have no confidence in my flesh. None. I don't believe anything that I have ever done or will do, even the most noble acts of self-sacrifice, will play any role in getting me into heaven. In fact, I look at all that as rubbish and dung so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Do you have that gift of Christ's righteousness? Do you trust that his cross was for your sins? If you do, the scripture says, you can know that you have eternal life. Jesus said in John 6, 47, he who believes in me has everlasting life. That's God's promise. Paul thought he was so good. He thought he was something special. He's like, man, you think you had confidence? You think that you could be confident in what you are and what you've done? I bet I've got more. And he says, but all that's rubbish. There's only one righteousness that can meet God's requirement, and it's Christ's. And only his sacrifice, only his suffering, his death on the cross, only that can satisfy divine justice. It's Christ alone. We receive him by faith alone, by trusting in him alone. Because it's by grace alone, and it's all for the glory of God alone. Thanks for watching or listening.